All right. Welcome back to the Three Stooges of Basketball podcast. I believe we're at episode number 30. I never know anymore because Eric always lies to me. 31. 31. He's telling me 31. I don't know if it's true or not. Whatever the number is on the episode is the episode that we're on. That's all I really got for you. Um, So today, um, we're going to do a whole lot of, uh, you know, preseason preseason topics. Going to knock out a lot of those. We're going to do a little conference draft um you know depending on you know who we think is going to win said ncaa division one conference this year um and so this it should be pretty fun um inevitably we're all going to be incredibly wrong at uh one point or another um you know maybe who knows maybe eric goes out and picks minnesota because he's incredibly biased um to, to minnesota um maybe he takes he has the number one overall pick today um and Mason has number two. I I again am not picking at the top of the draft because I I am nothing but successful. So I can never I can never uh, tank out and bottom out you know well enough to get the number one pick. So that's kind of how I'm going to go ahead and uh and then justify that. But yeah, um, any, anything you you fellows want to touch on uh early on here? Is there uh what 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 happened in the last week that we got to discuss? Surely something, right? Not been a lot of comments lately. I think we're we're getting we're getting close to a really big like na- at least national wise. I think we're kind of coming to a head. We're coming to the um, early signing period, and it sounds like a lot of the like top ten to twenty um, remaining kids in the twenty twenty four class nationally are kind of coming down to their final decisions, doing their final visits. I think we're going to see where a lot of the chips may fall. Um, a lot of big time players out there. You have you know Sarah Strong, the unanimous number one pick pick number one player <laughs> in the country kind of down to two of them lsu or uconn um i personally hope she goes uconn just because i hate the other team um you have joyce edwards also down to lsu south carolina and a couple other ones my guess is i don't i'm guessing a kid's not going to get out of the state of south carolina if you're a top 10 kid i'm guessing you're going to stay there but i said we i think we're coming up to a head here really soon of and you know season starts next week Early signing period starts, I think, end of next fifth week, so or middle of next week starts. So, I think we're gonna hear a lot of recruiting news and a lot of recruiting like bombshells of where top rated kids are ending up here in the twenty twenty four class. Um, couple things. Um, just that I wanted to touch on. Obviously, a lot of exhibition behind closed doors, closed scrimmages. Um, I'm sure we can talk to Eric, um, being the Minnesota insider that he is about some of the Minnesota stuff that that's going on. Um, but just you know, from Wisconsin's perspective, and even a little bit of an Iowa perspective, I'll get to it. Like a very, very, um, uh, very, very end of this, I should say. Um, Wisconsin did get a uh, exhibition in with uh, UW Whitewater. Um. And uh, obviously a lot of Wisconsin kids on UW-Whitewater, so probably really, really cool for them to get to play at the Kohl Center. A um, little bit of a shaky start for Wisconsin, but end up, you know, pulling away and taking a 32-point lead toward the end of it. Um, Sarah Williams ended up with 30-5, and five, I believe was what the numbers were. Um, a couple kids didn't play um, for Wisconsin because they had, uh, you know, either previous injuries or just, you know, injuries they just picked up on that they didn't really want to risk, like Lily Cron and Sinai Copeland. Um, and then uh, Hallie Douglas still working her way back from from her ACL. But, um, you know, promising things there. Um, not sure exactly how much of it will translate, but, you know, also really, really cool to see some of those uh, whitewater freshmen um, get a lot of run at the in the fourth quarter, like uh, Maddie Anderson, um, Brianna McCurdy. Um, a lot of those D3 kids that ended up at Whitewater playing really, really good minutes to, to close that game. And I want to say they probably won the fourth quarter, if I had to guess, um, by a significant margin. Um, and then uh, another exhibition that uh, um, I kind of took a little peek at just because of, uh, you know, the, the the relationship that I have with uh, Lexi White um, down at 
Truman State. Um, Truman State went over to Champaign to play Illinois last night, and they kind of got the doors blown off. But it's kind of what you expect from uh, you know an NCAA tournament team playing a D two team. Also, uh, a lot of a lot of really good minutes from um, how many times state champion in Molly Joyce Mason feels like you know a thirteen time state champion is honestly what it feels like with that Bishop Carrion team. But I'm mean, obviously it's not that high, but eighty seven. It was it was a two time two time state champion. Yeah, feels like more. If you're, if yes, you're being but honest, they, they ran into the the fighting Mustangs of Nua Fonda, who were a dynasty for a while yeah. in their first two years. But probably one of the most fun teams of all time is Nua Fonda, just because they're so quirky. I guess is probably the way to put it. But regardless, um, pretty cool to see a couple of those kids um, getting some burn at the college level and playing in Big Ten arenas. So um, just wanted to talk about those two for for now. Um, a couple other scrimmages with. Um, Wisconsin related teams behind closed doors that uh you know I didn't really get a chance to dive into some of them not behind closed doors. No Green Bay played um one of the UP schools I believe, but I forget um who it was. Um and I think Milwaukee went down to play UIC maybe in a scrimmage. I don't remember who they went and played, but or Parkside did I should say Parkside went down and played them. But yep, yeah, that's uh that's the uh, update that I have around my neck of the woods. Is there anything that uh you want to touch on, Mason? Yeah, the first thing I want to touch on is is we're getting ready to do this conference draft, and and Brady shared the sheet with us so we could make sure to yeah, you know, all his, of his comments are picked. All of his picks are right here. So yeah, me being the second pick, I, I can I can play a little bit of defense here, uh, not Brady. Uh, and I will say, I, what, I what makes you what makes you what makes you think that I just like you know? What, what do you think that might just be a deke? No, I don't think it's a deke. Well, I tell you what, the the ones that I have at the very top are ones that I'm sure you guys also have at the very top. But actually, and you're in your like ten groups of high confidence. I actually disagree with like two or three. I disagree. That, with, um, be, I disagree with seven of your top group. That's fair. I uh, I I also don't think it it'll really end up making that much of a difference. I'm basically you know back ending this anyway. So <laughs> true, true. Well, I did three hours of prep work for this. I did like an hour. No, so. I'm just you, kidding. you definitely I'm just don't kidding. want my prep work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So in my neck of the woods. Um, yeah. So Purdue played an exhibition against Quincy. Uh, just to touch on that really quick. Obviously, exhibition games don't matter really at all. Um, but you know, Quincy's a sub 500 D2 team. You know, Purdue beat them by 60 plus points. You know, as they probably should have. Um, you know, they had five returning starters or five returning players, four of them were starters, and then the rest are newcomers to the team. Um, one of the freshmen who was the first player off the bench, Mary Ashley Stevenson, uh, played extremely well. Did you hit mute, Mason? Returning junior guard. Oh, well, to... just for a second there. Say what? You disappeared on us for a second there. Thought oh, I lost really? It. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. How's it now? You're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sometimes the Wi-Fi is sketchy, so I just turned it off. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, um, you know, Jayla Smith is, uh, you know, supposed to have a breakout year this year. She played really well, scored 20 points. Um, you know, I think Purdue's better than they were last year, obviously, even with losing, uh, you know, a scorer like Felicia Petrie. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch them this season uh, i think they can you know make another push for a top six maybe but probably a top seven eight ish finish um you know they're i think right there with minnesota you know right in the middle of the big 10 
where, you know, they're going to be probably the next two teams that break into that tier of, you know, Michigan, Maryland, IU, Ohio State, um, you know, Iowa, obviously still behind that group of teams, but, you know, are just right there behind them as the next two teams pretty much right now. Um, and only getting better, too. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot to be excited about for both the school's fan bases, you know, in the in the foreseeable future. Um, two great coaches. Too. And, yeah, and two two really, really solid recruiting staffs as well, which, which obviously helps a ton. Um, and then on Saturday, I was at the Courtside Films Camp. Uh, it was a little smaller than normal, uh, but it was still a really good turnout uh, with kids, you know, at the, the very top of the list, um, you know, in terms of star power. Uh, Jenna Lewis was there. She played really well. Um, you know, Eileen Tanky was there as well, uh, who's committed to Iowa State. Um, Addie Deal actually made the trip out from California to come. Uh, her brother is a freshman at Grinnell. So they were in town for an alumni game. Uh, so they, they hopped over for a little bit to play some games. Uh, Lake and Donnelly came down from North Dakota, uh, along with some other kids, you know, within the state and, and over from Illinois and the Dakotas, uh, and Nebraska. And so overall it was a, a really solid camp. Um, got to see some good matchups that, that you don't normally see. Um, you know, Addie Deal and, and Jenica Lewis going head to head was a fun, a fun game to watch. Um, but I thought, that overall, you know, the depth of the camp was really good, too. Um, and then for me, high school basketball started on Monday. Uh, been to two games so far this year. Uh, nothing at all to write home about on those. Well, I've been to one. I watched <laughs> one online because of a little, <clears throat> pardon my French, a little F up yesterday. For the first time in 10 years of covering high school sports, I got to a gym and there was no one there. Uh, thankfully it was only about 15 minutes away from where I'm at. So I just went home and watched something on the stream. Come to find out that the, uh, schedule aggregator that everyone in Indiana uses for basketball, um, just had the date wrong on the website. And so when I was trying to figure out what was going on, if it was actually at the other school, uh, when I went to their athletics page, I realized that it's actually this evening. So I went home and watched a different game. So it's been a, an adventurous week, but a lot of basketball, a lot of traveling, but excited to kind of get the, the college season started here in the next week or so. Woo-woo. Is it, uh, is it time, to, time to get this thing on the road? Draft time. <clears throat> it All is right. time. And – Brady, do you want to explain it, or do you want me to, just so the the viewer or listeners, I guess you could say, know what's going on? This is uh, this was birthed from your brain, so I feel like you're the best to describe it. Okay, so essentially, it's a college, um, a college conference regular season winner draft. Um, so we'll all be drafting who we think is going to win each conference. So, for example, Eric got the first pick. Say he says, I think. You know, UConn's going to win the Big East. UConn and the Big East are both off the board. And so Brady and I would then have to pick from the remaining 31 conferences and so on and so forth. So once a team and conference are picked, that takes that team off the board and the conference off the board. Uh, at the end, there'll be two conferences that are not picked. So we'll just discuss who we thought were going to win those conferences or whatever. 
um, which which should be the tightest races at the top uh, because we are wanting to pick our most confident winners to our least confident winners. So I would assume that we will probably have different answers for those last two conferences. And I'm sure that we will disagree on who those last two conferences should be as well. Um, so each each conference winner is a point. Um, did you guys want to do half a point for ties or just a full point? Half a point. There's going to be a lot of half a point for ties. Yeah. Okay. Point seems so half apropos. Okay. And half a point for ties. So that's how it goes. Pretty self-explanatory. And Eric is on the clock. Uh, UConn at the Big East. I'll take. I'll take a full. I'll, not UConn. Just might as well give me a point. Let's be honest. Imagine they lose this year. Every Easy. UConn fan in the world is going to be at your throat. <laughs> I have to go into an arena full of them in less than a month, so in eighteen okay. days. Well, but I'm taking UConn. I'm taking the guarantee. I'm taking the closest thing to a guarantee <laughs> that we have of the thirty-two conferences. I would agree. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with South Dakota State Summit League. Um, I mean, obviously they've got two injuries this year. Two, two of their better players are injured, but it's still South Dakota State and it's still the Summit League, which is you know a touchdown from what they normally had been. So I still think South Dakota State wins that league by you know two or three games. Sorry, my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I'll go with the West Coast Conference and take Gonzaga. No reasoning. And uh my reasoning I wrote down was they are just better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. That's probably the best way to put it. Um then who else would I would I like here? I'll go I'll stay out west and, and say uh UNLV in the Mountain West. Damn, I had a different person for Mountain West. I did as well. We can we can discuss at the end because I had Colorado, I had Colorado State. I had someone else. I don't remember who it was, but I didn't have either of those two teams. Did I even do the Mountain West? Oh, I don't even think I put the Mountain West on my list. Hmm. Okay. Well, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so for my second pick, I'm going to go with a team that I think is probably the team that has the biggest guarantee of winning that conference. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlantic 10, and I'm going to go with Rhode Island. Uh, they finished four games, you know, in first place last year. Uh, they were tied for first with Albany. Albany lost a bunch of talent from their team from last year, but Rhode Island returned their leading score along with three other starters and also brought in three transfers. So I think Rhode Island's going to win again by, you know, probably four games, four or five games this year. Will I do two in a row now? Yep. Yes. Eighth, I'll do the A Sun Florida Golf Co. And you know what? I'm going to take a swing for the fences. Big Ten, Ohio State. Wow. Third round. Big Ten's already off the board. That was the one conference that I had no, no, like, chance in picking. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I was not going to pick Big Ten. I think it's it's up for up for debate. Um, okay, so my last uh, high confidence pick. Um, 
that I have remaining on my board. Uh, I'm going to go to the Horizon League. I know Brady already knows who I'm probably going to pick here, uh, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. Uh, you know, it was a two-team race last year between them and Cleveland State. Cleveland State ended up losing three of their top four scorers. Um, you know, Green, Green Bay plays a lot of kids, and they only lost three three players off their team from last year, bringing in a couple uh, pretty solid freshmen. So I think Green Bay is going to win win that conference going away this year, and I don't think it's going to be close once we get into February. Um, so there's a couple teams that I still am pretty confident in. Um, I'll just go to the MAC and I'll take Toledo this year. Um, and then I will let me mark that off just so I don't forget it. Uh, let's see. And then I will also go um to the CUSA and take uh, Middle Tennessee State. Oh, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Big South then and take High Point. Uh, obviously, Gardner Webb went 18 and 0 last year, um, but then pretty much lost their entire roster. Um, and High Point went 13 and 5 and finished three games ahead of a third place finisher. Um, and they just, you know, they just have more talent than anyone, so I think they'll they'll end up on top of there. Uh, my first one, I'll do the Miac for Norfolk State. Adding Diamond Johnson is huge for them. And then I like being splashy with it. I'm going to go Big 12, Texas. Eric doesn't want to watch mid-major basketball. That's what I'm getting out of his picks. (laughs) Norfolk State? No. And Florida Gulf Coast? No. Well, don't worry. He's taking the Pac-12 with the next one, guaranteed. He probably will. I love Stanford. Um, yeah, so with this one, I am going to go to uh, – do I want to pick them yet, or do I think someone will pick them first? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Northeast Conference and pick Sacred Heart. Um, they are turning their top four scorers from a year ago uh, and added a couple P5 transfers to a team that went 12-4 and four last year. Uh, Parley Dickinson won it last year, but they lost, like – almost everyone. So I think Sacred Heart takes that next step with a couple couple key answers. Um, I'm going to stay. I have a couple more teams that I'm fairly confident in, and uh, I'm going to take the ones that aren't uh, the the one power five team that I'm confident. I'll take the, I'll take Townsend in the Colonial. Um, and then I will take Southeastern in the Southland Conference. Um, yeah. Southeastern Louisiana, right? In Southland? I believe I believe so. Yeah, that's what it is. Um Okay. So I was thinking that you would take this team here, but you didn't, so I'm gonna take them. Uh I'm gonna go with uh Vermont in the America East. Uh and out of back from Indiana. Anna Olson from Minnesota. Two of the best players in the conference. Uh, they tied for first last year with Maine, uh, who, who ended up losing some of their leading scores. So I think Vermont this year is going to take that, that next step with a pretty good senior core. We'll make Brady an honest man. I'll keep this simple. ACC, Virginia Tech, Pac-12, <laughs> UCLA. Oh, I would never tell a lie. I gave you my picks. <laughs> 
You don't have UCLA. You don't have UCLA Man. for Pac-12. You have Utah. Pac-12. Where did I even put them? I have so all the Power Five conferences. I basically have like a confidence of one, two, or three. I have a confidence of eight. In Ohio what? State. In Ohio State. Brady, oh, my second okay. pick I said was Pac-12 UCLA. Because I will never pick Utah because I, I need to see people not airball free throws. You know, I, I do. Uh, Eric, what would you do with uh, Power 5 basketball? Probably watch football. <laughs> That's a drastic step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, So we're getting to the, the lower teams here. Nitty, nitty gritty. Um, I have I have uh, I have a lot of confidence this year in the SWAC for Jackson State, so I'm going to go with them. Uh, they have a ton of talent. They have the preseason player of the year. They have the preseason defensive player of the year. Uh, Fantastic. Plus they have four four returning starters. Yep. Plus they have four returning starters off a team that won the conference by five games. So I don't see any reason why they don't repeat by you know three or four or five games. Um, for me, I'll go with the uh, I'll go with South Florida and the American. They tend to have a pretty well-run program down there in South Florida. Um, so I will uh, take them, and then I will go. Uh, I'll go big brain and take Princeton, the Ivy League, who's kind of had that thing on lock for a little bit here. Um, so I'll uh, I'll take uh, I'll take them as well. Now we're getting to the conferences that I think are very tightly contested. Who do I have the most confidence in? I have I have three teams that I've rated a six confidence, which I don't I didn't really have a scale for this. I just started numbering one one through ten, and these three are at six still. Um, I'm going to go with, and this might surprise some. Um, I'm going to go with Northern Iowa and the Missouri Valley. Damn, uh, you know they're. Yeah, and, and I see Brady here is going to take Illinois State. I, I think you and I, just because they're very deep, um, you know, in, in the preseason polls, uh, they were picked to win it, but they were just picked over Drake. But I think it's going to be extremely close all year. Uh, but my my reasoning is they beat Drake twice last year uh, and really only lost one player. So I think they're going to, you know, be able to pull it through again. Oh, my turn. Yeah, come on. Pay attention. Chop, chop. Um, <laughs> SEC, South Carolina. Why are we picking South Carolina? I never thought you'd ever pick South Carolina. That is a shock to me. I hate Over the other LSU? one. I hate the other one. Come on. <laughs> and they only play once. I think they only play one time, too. So I think South Carolina probably has an easier conference record. Probably. And then let's go Patriot League. I'll take Holy Cross. That's a good one. All right. I guess um, I'll take my other six confidence one. Ohio Valley, Tennessee Tech. Uh, they they get a Vanderbilt transfer in there. They have a ton of continuity. They've been young for a while. Um, Little Rock won the conference last year by a couple of games, but they lost. You know, I think it was their top three or four scorers. Uh, so I think Tennessee Tech uses their uh, – you know, the continuity they've had to, to win it this year? Um, so there's only two that I have um, not 
you know, low confidence in. So I guess I just kind of have to take them, I suppose. I don't really think I have much of a choice. I'm not going to go out on too much of a limb, even though at this point I'm already going out on a limb picking conference winners this deep. Um, so I'll take Hawaii in the Big West. Um, and then I will also take Niagara in, in the uh, MA, MAAC. And is that the Metro Atlantic? Yep. Okay, perfect. I forgot off the top of my head, but I appreciate you reminding me because I was not going to say it because I knew I'd be wrong. That's why I wrote these down. Also, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I wrote it Metro Atlantic. Brief time out. Have we done the Mid-American one? Was that something else that I missed? Or yeah, they... Brady picked Mac. Brady picked the Mac. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. It, was a, it, was, yeah, it was a sly. That was my other Perfect. 10 confidence that I didn't get to pick. Um, okay, so for my last pick, um, I'm actually going to go off my chart and not pick the five conference team or the four conference team. I'm going to go to the three conference team. Now I'm going to take the big sky in Eastern Washington. Um, Jamie Laura was the defensive player of the year. JDM Martin returns as their leading scorer. Uh, And a lot of the other teams kind of dropped off a little bit because they were senior heavy, whereas Eastern Washington is senior heavy this year. So I think their experience is going to propel them to the Rangers championship, or at least a tie. Last question for you, Brady. Did you forget the Sun Belt, or was that already picked? Um, I believe I did not. Not picked. I will take James Madison not- at the Sun Belt. Okay, and that's going to round us out. I knew I was missing someone in there, so I I'm happy that uh it ended up getting a. Uh, I will take James Madison. So, so that means the so- two that. Were- are the Southern and the and the Western conferences? Yep, the SoCon and the WAC. Um, and, and Brady and I differ in both of our picks. Um, so I was going to go with Mercer and the SoCon uh, just because I thought they'd bring back a lot of talent. Uh, Aaron Haupt is, is one of the best shooters, you know, in that conference by far, maybe even the country. Um but I think it's a three-team race, so it was really just a dart throw at who I thought was going to win that one. Yeah, and I mean, even in the in the Western, I mean, Grand Canyon's probably going to be pretty good. Um, but I, you know, I, when I looked through um, the games last year, I saw Southern Utah did get Grand Canyon twice. Obviously, going to be a little bit different than they were last year, but you know, that's why I had both of them in a relatively low confidence, and also probably why both of you had them, uh, you know, not very confidently, which is why they weren't picked. <laughs> so yeah, um, and my reasoning, if I had to pick the WAC, um, my reasoning for picking Grand Canyon, that was my pick. Uh, my reasoning was, I have no clue who will win this conference between Southern Utah and Grand Canyon. Yeah. It was another dart throw. There. <laughs> Eric, who did you have as I was with Brady. Two... I went with Brady for both of them. Gotcha. I was, I'm simple. Uh, I don't know those conferences that much. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm happy that this isn't a fan vote, because clearly I don't do well in fan votes with you two around. Um, <laughs> So maybe I have a chance um, in something where there's like a tangential outcome here. There, there is. 
Are we going to talk now? We're going to talk about like who we dispute. Like, I'm guessing there's a couple of disputes on my Power Five te- conferences. Uh, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think for me, I had the Pac-12, uh, the Big Ten, and the SEC all at the very bottom. Uh, just because I think those are going to be close races. Like, I don't think any team's going to win by like two or three games. Um. So. I, I mean, I had Utah in the Pac-12 just because I think they're probably the deepest team. Um, I mean, they I had have South Carolina. Really, they get someone off the bench, too. Like, they are so deep. <laughs> um, I had South Carolina in the SEC. I agreed with Eric on that one. But I still wasn't going to pick that conference. Uh, and then I had Iowa in the Big Ten just because I can't really go against Caitlin Clark. But again, like... There's like four teams that go in the conference this year, and I wouldn't be surprised. So I wasn't going to touch the Big Ten with a 10-foot ball and pick them. Truly, the Big Ten, honestly, is probably going to come down to health. Like, if you have an Ohio State, if they get, like, dismantled by injuries, they could fall apart. If Maryland gets hit by injuries, any of those top teams, like, if Indiana has to go time without Mackenzie Holmes again, that could really hinder them. Same thing with Iowa. Like, if you even have to miss Caitlin for three or four games, and it's in a bad stretch where they have to play the best teams that could put them behind the eight ball. I mean, so injuries might be what determined, I guess just say health might be what determined the, the big 10. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head as to why I didn't want to pick any of those power five conferences really. Um, just because mm-hmm. even like for a team like in Gonzaga or South Dakota state, they, you know, even obviously South Dakota state losing a couple like pretty prominent kids there. Like we're still very confident, even without those kids that they win that conference where, you know, if you have a team like Ohio State lose like a Cody McMahon for whatever reason, and you know you have uh, UCLA lose a couple of those uh, sophomores this year, South Carolina just like drops a game they're not expected to. I think there's like their likelihood to winning that conference just goes down a lot. Same thing with Texas too. I mean, there's just so much talent in Power Five conferences. It's really hard to you know be able to you know guess what's going to happen for them in like a couple months. Whereas like with South Dakota State, even even though they aren't. At full strength, we're still fairly confident that they're going to go ahead and win that thing. Yeah. Um, the the one Power 5 conference that I was going to pick, uh, and they were actually like a confidence four, so it would have been one of my last picks, was uh, the Big 12 in Texas. Like, I think, you know, they, they've gotten better this year. Rory Harmon is, is the best player in that conference. And Madison Booker, I think, is going to have a good freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Texas more so than... Uh, you know, UCLA versus Utah versus Stanford or or IU versus Ohio State versus Iowa. I think Texas has, you know, a bigger gap between them and, uh, you know, Baylor and Kansas than any of those other schools do. Um, so that's why the Big 12 is going to be my only Power 5 pick, just because it's, you know, the the most certain of the uncertain, I guess you could say. Fair. Eric, you're gonna tag every school to make sure that they know you have uh, that they've right. been picked by you in this. Uh, okay, just making sure. Right. <laughs> just making sure. Um, so, uh, actually, funny story about that. I can't tag one of mine. I'm going to take nine of them because, yeah. And this is like if they ever listen or someone else oh, God, gets hold right. of their ear. Um, <laughs> by the way, and you guys know me. I'm very opinionated, and I'm even confused by this because I'm pretty open about when I'm out of my mind. When I first started Eric Jr. Officer, that my own like personal Twitter thing, for some reason, I am blocked from the Florida Gulf Coast Women's Basketball Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even I didn't even know that. 
I have never mm. once tweeted at them from I'm I'm talking from my professional Eric Jr. All Star, the one my work one, the one I'm nice on, all that. I am blocked by Florida Gulf Coast. The junior all-star of the national one and Minnesota one, they're not blocked by them. I am personally blocked by Florida Gulf. I have never once written an article about Florida Gulf Coast, never trashed them, never. I And it happened like relatively quickly because one of my, shortly after I got that Twitter, that March we did like a top 50, they had me do like top 50 players in NCAA or whatever. And I think they had Jasmine Dickey. No, she was Delaware. They had like a player at Florida Gulf Coast that was really good that was tagged in it. And so we did the we did the tweet where we tagged him on the the, the junior all star national one, and I went to like click to go through them on my personal professional Erica junior all star one. They had me blocked, so I can't tag Florida Gulf Coast, but I still picked you. So thanks. Maybe this is your chance to earn redemption. That ha- I mean, once again, and I'm not trying to make excuses because I probably should be blocked by LSU personal or <laughs> personal or professional. <laughs> like I'm what my guess is was it maybe like a button hit on accident. I never did anything to y'all. Mason, call some connections. Just, mean, just means more. Just means more. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, so Florida Golf Coast has me blocked, so there's my rant for the day. You can ask uh, Brandon if he can uh, get that change for you. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> well, what were, Mason, um, what were you saying before you got interrupted by well, I was, Eric? I was going to say... I was going to say, um, were there any surprises um, that others picked that you were surprised about, not including the Power Five schools? Mountain West for Brady. I would. I have the Colorado State. Uh, yeah, I was just pretty convinced by their uh, by their win last year, I suppose. Um, and I don't really, the only, there's only one, a couple of kids. I, I shouldn't say just one. I know a couple like of the kids at Colorado State, but I just don't know the conference very well, but it seems like a lot of people in the Mountain West are still very confident in UNLV. So I figured I would just, uh, you know, ride, ride their coattails with that one. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much my logic. I didn't really do a, a full deep dive on it. So, you know, again, could easily be wrong, but that was just my gut instinct is to go with the people that seem like they're most confident about stuff around the country, especially in areas where I'm not from. And it's not a surprise, right. but Mason picked the conference that probably has the, we all three literally picked a different team in the Valley. I picked Drake. Yeah, I was, I was really, um, I was really fighting back and forth on that one. Uh, obviously I didn't have it super high up on my list since we picked it in round eight. Um, but I just think they're deaf. You know, it's going to shine through. I know a couple of the teams at the top lost some key players. Um, and, you know, Northern Iowa is, is experienced, and it was that 2020 class now are all juniors and seniors, essentially. Um, and they have an Iowa transfer in, in Shatir Wettering. Uh, so I think, you know, I think they just they get it done this year. I, I think it'll be close. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong at all. Uh, but I just think they have – you know, they've all played together for the last seven years, basically, in AAU. Like, their whole team is is essentially all Iowa Attack and Lady Martin Brothers kids. So, hmm. and there's, you know, 10 Iowa kids on that team. Well, the other thing, too, about the Valley is there's, like, a legitimate shot that there's, like, 
three teams that just end up getting some kind of part of a conference title, whether it's team splitting it in a three seed coming in and winning the conference tournament or, you know, something like that, like is like super possible as well. Um, so there's a, there's a chance that literally none of us are wrong about the Valley um, while also all being somewhat incorrect about the Valley as well. <laughs> right. So <laughs> half truths, half lies we like to talk about. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, I mean, they've been coming up a lot ever since I, you and I had that conversation like a week ago at this point. <laughs> right. I agree. Um, and the other, the other team, Brady, that I'm surprised you picked was in the Colonial Athletic Conference, hmm. uh, was Towson, not Townsend as you know, it's Towson. Well, it's not um, Midwest Wales, But I have so. them as like a confidence. Uh, true. I had them as confidence too on my my board here. Um, you know, just above they were the only they were the first school above the Power Five schools I had, uh, and I actually had Stony Brook winning that one just because they grabbed a ton of transfers and they have some good size. But um, again, I think it's one of those conferences where like you're probably right. But you're probably also right because there's going to be like seven teams tied at the end of the year because that yep. was a conference that I was just like between like literally four different teams and I just ended up picking one so I wouldn't stop so I wouldn't keep looking at these statistics from last year and these current <laughs> rosters. I spent like I don't know, probably 15 minutes on this conference and then I was just like I'm not going to pick them anyway. Fair. So I was surprised. Eric, who did you have in that conference? Just out of curiosity, Tony. if you Tony Brook. Because they love me. Kidding. I guess. Not like Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, <laughs> they don't have, they have me blocked, so fuck them. Trying to see. Yeah, I mean, friendly. Niagara, Niagara. Yeah, yeah right here. I was, right here's just proof. To, I was just about to fix that. All right. Thank Thank you for putting that on blast as I was trying to fix it. Proof. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, boss. Oh, wow. So there it is, for Brady. Those, yeah, Eric's putting up his camera. Uh, his phone, uh, his phone to the camera, showing that he's blocked by Florida Gulf Coast for my junior All Star one. So Florida Gulf Coast, um, we do say gay down in Florida and pull the stick out. What? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. To uh, that. <laughs> I don't even know what he said because I was replying to a message. Uh, however, uh, I think we're done with this. Next, yeah. Next week, um, tell the fans that we well, have we can, maybe, next, well next week or this weekend, or we'll have another draft. But explain it to them, Brady. Um. Again, this is one of uh, Mason's. I feel like we should let him do oh, the. Mason. Yeah. So we're, we didn't accurately a pair. A pair. We we uh, isn't <laughs> me. <laughs> Prepare for this, but we're gonna also do a fantasy draft. Um, where he's gonna pick five players. Uh, from across the country, low, mid, high, major, whatever you want. Um, positionless basketball. Um, Caitlin Clark's going to be your number one pick for whoever gets it. I'm almost sure of that. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to pick five players, and and at, at the end of the uh, at the end of each week, we're going to tally up who had the most fantasy points and a you know one point for assists, steals, you know whatever. Uh, um, just like fantasy football, basketball, what what have you. Uh, however, 
since I said we did not prepare for it well, uh, we're actually going to host this on Sunday next week or you know this week before the season so we can get our picks before the season starts. Yes, so when we do our next pod at the middle of next week, whenever we do it, uh, we will just share with you who our picks were and potentially why we picked who we picked. But we will have our picks in prior to the season starting. Maybe I'll get the first pick for that one. Maybe this is what I've been saving up my luck for. I'm telling you, well, who you pick? Even if I get number one, Mason's incorrect. I'm not picking Caitlin Clark. It will be Cam Cam Brink, Cameron Brink out of Stanford, who's going to average thirty and twenty. This is why Eric always loses his stuff. <laughs> he lets his bias shine. Before we started this, when we were talking earlier, before we started the pod, I was I was talking about this. <laughs> Brady's on and the phone. He goes, "Yeah, when Brady's on the phone." Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's like we'll do a fantasy draft too. And he's like, oh, I already know who I'm picking. He's like, Mar Braun. I'm like, you are oh my so gosh. silly, Eric. Starting five. <laughs> yeah. The only one that won't be silly like, would be Mar Braun. Mar Braun will have a Mar Braun will have a huge Mar Braun could be that fifth pick because she'll have a huge season. Braun Mama, don't yeah. shame playing. Oh man, no, I agree. The Eric bias is crazy. It is, but it, you you got to be lucky to be the team that Eric is biased for because it's all good things now. <laughs> My love is like no other; like it is relentless, and it is like I will love that team ride or die. Unless the twenty twos leave, and then you're on your own. What about what happens when they graduate? Yeah, all, the all of them. If the four leave, I leave. Okay, but what happens when they graduate and they're and just I, gone because they don't I have cry. any other building? Then we cry, then cry, and the 25th class better be some of my favorites. Oh, man. Everyone everyone needs to have, like, uh, has to have an Eric watch in 2026 when all those kids leave just to make sure he's okay. Listen, we've already known the ideal draft, the ideal 2026 would be Madden, Tori, Addie Shepley, Kale Jonke, and some posts from Yahoo Nowhere. Tori, Tori I, and Madden are back. I would, back door, our back court mates would replace the, Amaya and Mara after they went after they went to their second Final Four. Does anyone? Does any school in the country have a volunteer recruiter like Eric? <laughs> so I, I'd venture to say that answer Eric is no. Is, right? Is Connor Stallions? Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, probably not. It, it probably is. Probably is. I mean, okay. Um, so just a couple Eric, of things. Do you have a Minnesota basketball manifesto? I wish. I just have a list of their known offers in all the classes. You should make a manifesto. I think people would read it. <laughs> Start. Listen, these people, these players love me. Well, when they come talk to me, they do. Oh man, I you know I'll, another thing we were talking about before the pod that I want to get Eric on record and in, 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 in uh, talking about is I need you to tell me what the last year of being a Gopher fan has been like for you, um, from not having access to the program whatsoever, just being like a true out and out fan to now being able to just kind of go to practices every now and again, and just you know having you know good relationship with coaches and you know being able 
to talk to them and just like grill them about whatever you want. Like, what is it? Like, what has this last year been been like for you? Like, describe me the highs and lows of of the last twelve months of a Joker fan. <laughs> it's a whirlwind. Well, let's be honest. It's been on the up and up ever since those twenty twos got on campus. I don't care who the coaches were. As soon as those twenty twos got on there, the excitement went from like ground level of a hotel basement to all the way to the you know the top of the suite, the family suite at the top. Because those 22s were going to change. They were going to, they were going to change the culture. They were going to die trying. So, but you said it's fun. These coaches are amazing. They're fun people. They're fun coaches. But I will say being at practice, it's a lot more fun to see them. Like you're seeing the team in games and everything. That's always fun and everything, but you're seeing the work that they're putting in it. You're seeing these people as players. Like, and it's, it's not even to like get like sentimental because I'm not a sentimental person, but like, these 22s, I, when I started junior Oscar, they were going into their sophomore year of high school. So seeing them from like sophomore year of high school now to like, so, and I wanted, you know, it's kind of like, I was joking, like, I'd love Madden to be a gopher. I was the same way about like Mara, Mal, Amaya, Nia. Like these are, I'm like, I want them to be gophers as soon as I knew they had a gopher offer. So to see them go from that to being gophers and being superstars, being the Braun Mamba, which by the way, Big Ten Network, it's Mara Braun, not Laura Braun. Just an FYI, if you want to remember someone's name in the conference. Oh, it's always, Are they really superstars, I, though, if you can't beat Wisconsin? Yeah, exactly. You are superstars because we're going to womp them this year. You said that last year. I did not. Mara Braun yeah. said that last year. Laura Braun said that last year. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're just gonna throw, go you're just gonna throw, you're just gonna throw Mar Braun under the bus like that. Nope, Laura. I'm throwing Laura under the bus. <laughs> Mar had nothing to do with it. Mar had nothing to do with it. It was all Laura that said that they were gonna all beat Wisconsin. Laura. And I'm telling <laughs> you, this. I'm excited for this year versus Wisconsin's versus well, UConn. Ain't gonna be fun for at least us. Why you? You literally you've been. You've been back and forth in that game for like the last three months. Wasn't it like a month ago? Weren't you just talking about how they were going to like possibly win that game? I mean, they could. I mean, they could surprise the world. I'm just a sending in an arena with half with over almost half UConn fans. They're not going to exactly be thrilling. There's a better chance of you liking Kim Mulkey within the next year than Minnesota winning that game. Correct. Even though I said I think it's going to be a single digit game. It will be single digits, but let's be honest, experience is always going to pay off. And not saying the coaching experience, I'm talking about like just UConn's experience of just being UConn, that's going to pay off. And I think, how do I say this? If we had a team, if it was a three on three of like just the big three and gophers against any three of UConn, I would actually say it's a 50 50 chance. I think it's the ones after that that are still kind of learning to kind of play, play off their defense, be in big moments produce in big moments that I think are kind of we're gonna have to learn throughout the year this year hmm. I mean okay so just moving away from from Eric and Minnesota for for a little bit here um do you guys want to do some like uh I mean granted um the high school season has already started in a couple places around the Midwest but do we want to get like some predictions out there as, as early as possible to see how wrong we are later about high school stuff sure Sure. Now you want to go now? Yeah, why not? I mean, what, what do you want to start with? Because we're doing this on the fly now. Oh, um, I'll, this, this, I'll... We're, we're completely off, uh, off whatever schedule we possibly had. Do we want to do like a uh, state I'll champion my, predictions? Or I'll say my four champs. I'll say my prediction for four champs right the hell now. <laughs> okay, so so we'll get uh, let me get let me get all this written down so we can't go back on it. 
I'll say, um, my, I'll say my four right now. I, I am I am I am taking this opportunity to preserve my Iowa State champions to next week because I need to actually like look at some stuff because I have no idea what's gonna happen in two of the, or three of the classes. I'll say right now. To be fair, you'll, you can you can you can prepare all the way up until the state state tournament and you'll still have no idea what's going on in three A. So there's no point. But that's true. <laughs> my four set, my four set locked in there, and until they get injured or cry or leave the state, my four set. <laughs> what? My four set. I'm 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 gonna rock. I'm. I'll even say I'm like seventy five percent sure that I'm gonna be like four for four again. Well. S- well, what do you want? Hmm? Yeah, what are you willing to put on that? You said you're you said you're so confident you're going to go four for four again. What are you willing to put on that? What are you willing to wager? Fifty bucks. To each of us? Yeah. Okay. Deal. I'll, okay. I'm in. Fifty bucks. Yep. Let me let me get let me get this all written down now. I need to make sure. That means that, that means I get fifty from each when I'm right. Correct. But you're not. So, uh, you don't even have to write it down, there, Brady. We can just go back and listen to it. No, I don't want to listen. I never listen to our podcast. But... <laughs> oh. the, the other day, so I did. A, so I've been helping out with a, uh, a boys' fall league in Indianapolis for the past four weeks, and we do a podcast every week for it. Just kind of talk about standouts and all that stuff. And uh, some kid screen grab or like didn't screen grab, but like grabbed the audio and tweeted it out. He's like, hey, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't remember what I said about <laughs> him, but I'm like, I'm not listening back to this. Like, I do not want to hear my voice again. I've probably recorded, like, well, I've, I definitely have been in well over 100 podcasts at this point. And the other one that I do, or, and, and this one combined, and I have not listened to one back. Nope. Never. So it ain't happening. So I'm making sure I write this down so this isn't something we go back later and just don't want to listen to it back. Let me know when you're ready. I'll, I'll go my name. I'll do my four teams. Uh, yeah. What, what do you got for one? A? I'm going to go good. Hugh. Good. He was a good team in two A, and they made, they almost made, I think they did make state in two A. You're going down to one mm-hmm. A and fantastic. One A is down to two teams and I'm going to go ahead and go with the new champ this year with good. Hugh. Okay, then uh, who's who's in two A? Do I three Pete Bay B? They are three Pete and Hopkins. No, they they can't even get <laughs> they can't even get a two Pete. Uh oh, he's in trouble now. He's three, in trouble. Yeah. Keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. I didn't take say anything Tara. bad. I said they couldn't get a two Pete. They went Eric, lost Tara. one loss. Yeah, take take Tara and uh, put down the timestamp for it, please. <laughs> No, it's gonna be a three peat. Uh C Money is gonna have those girls winning a three peat. Madden's gonna probably cross three thousand points this year, if not more. Uh Hope and Brooke and Emma are gonna be a fantastic Providence is three peating. Okay. What what about three A? What do we got? This is the hardest one. This is the one that makes me the most nervous of the four. It's not harder for you? I want, I really love the underdog story and like the up and coming and like kind of like that crawl up and like getting to the top of the mountain. But I have to go with Olivia Olsen and Benil St. Margaret's to repeat, especially when they got pressed uh, this year. Uh, the, the contender would have been Stewartville. I would have had Stewartville right up there. I have no idea. Uh, I was going to say Benil. Yeah, B- I was going to say Benil. I was going to say Benil. You know, we're just saying BSM. Screw it. BSM. Yeah. And now for it. Let's go. It's their time. They have a gopher. 
She's healthy this year. I'm saying Tonka's going to get it. This is uh, this is what you're willing to put fifty bucks on, huh? Mm-hmm. Tonka has Tonka has a gopher, so I'll always be willing to bet on a gopher. And then Benilde just has probably. Are I would say probably right now the most complete player in the state of Minnesota basketball right now. And Olivia Olson, Providence just has the microwave, the magician, the magnificent, the Madden Greenway, and I will never bet against her any day of my life. And if I ever do, y'all need to have me committed because something went wrong. You know, you know I haven't I, heard that for like six months. Aren't you excited about this back now? No, I'm sure she is. <laughs> they are thrilled. <laughs> Providence is thrilled. Yeah, I am. Uh, should I should I just uh, put something on layaway in like March for fifty dollars, just so Eric can pay for it? Yeah. Isn't it gonna, gonna bite when I'm act, if I'm actually right? You're both gonna be like, damn. Uh, yeah, that kind of sucked, I, but I would pay you fifty bucks. I think it's a good. Far, I think it's a good how far, bet. How far did Minnetonka get last year? Kennedy. They ran into Ken Ken Sanders, the Kennedy Sanders point guard. That doesn't answer the question, though. They got to semifinals. <laughs> they got to semifinals of their section. So you're expecting them to go forward last year? Yes, because Kennedy Sanders is now at Colorado, and they but have Kennedy a, Sanders couldn't beat Eden Prairie. And they have a Gopher this year. They had that same kid last year. Well, not really. She, she, she was injured. Year. She was injured and out all of last year. So you return her, Crump, and Linnell's going to take another step forward. You good? You hope. Hey, you hope. And it also is, it's more so because they have three legit players that they know they can count on or kind of that we all know or can kind of be relied on, where not saying other teams don't, but I say there's more question marks for every other team in 4A. For Hopkins, who's going to consistently pr- produce behind Liv McGill? For St. Michael, who's going to consistently produce behind Ja'Kayla? It's those type of things, like, it's question marks of who they were. Where you know Minnetonka, their question marks are who's going to produce behind three instead of who's going to produce behind one. Well, didn't they have issues in just in general last year offensively? Also, Minnetonka. That's just because someone don't know how to pass. Who doesn't know how to pass? Well, she's probably going to end up in Texas. <laughs> going to end up in Texas, and they. Yeah, have I'm just surprised you're as. Con- I mean, I knew that you know a while ago that that was going to be. Your your pick there, but I was just surprised that that was one that you were as confident in. I would say they also because they have length. There's, I mean, Minnesota lot, especially Hopkins lost huge size and Nunu and Woodson. I mean, why that might might not be without Kate at all with what injury she had from the soccer tournament right now. Why that up? Your or sorry, St. Michael, your height is kind of Kale, who's more of a guard than she is a post. I, I mean the the size alone of Aaliyah. And Tori, I mean, those are long, lanky, athletic, active players. Those are, that's hard to deal with when you don't have the size. Oh, I mean, I just like, you know, I remember like 10, like kind of following her along with Hop, uh, not Hopkins, uh, Minnetonka season last year, kind of since they played in Hortonville. Um, and just kind of like, I didn't realize they finished last year at 17 and 11, which I figured they would have been better than that. Um, so I would, I'm just, I'm just as, I'm just a touch surprised that you're like as confident in a team that, you know, they didn't like just looking at, they went on a four game losing streak last year and with losses mm-hmm. to like prior Lake in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like a little surprised that you're, you know, dead set on them being like the four ASA champions. Only thing I would say is being at a lot of those games, a lot of them were lost in the last 
minute or two of like silly turnovers, poor shot selection, stuff like that. And in games, and he once again, bias a hundred percent fully in you know in mode. Two to six point games are gonna swing their way this year because of Tory. Because Tory's defense alone is probably gonna get them eight to ten points in either steals, deflections, rebounds, blocks. So just adding Tory alone is going to swing probably an eight to ten point swing in their favor. And so that's gonna win a lot of the like they lost to Prior Lake by four. And to be real honest, and once again, I am I'm would like to repeat this. Eric is not a coach. Eric has never coached a day in his life. <laughs> I don't, besides I, the St. Thomas camp. Yep, besides the St. Thomas okay. camp. Right. <laughs> I don't understand when you're down four with 40 seconds left to go in the game, why you just tell your team, back off, let the clock run out. Why are you not trying to foul, especially when the other team was shooting like 50% from free throws? They just gave that one up, and that one to me is on the coach. I'm like, why are you telling your team to quit with 40 seconds left only down four? You have scores, you have length. So that one was a weird loss, and I stand by the weird loss. So... Tori McK- Gophers fix everything. So they have Tori McKinney. And so I think they're going to, she's going to fix a lot of their issues. Did it uh, fix um, Maple Grove last year? They don't have a Gopher. They had one. They don't know anymore. So they're going to lose this year. That's why they ain't on my top lane. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it didn't help. But I'm, I'm believe, once again, we have to also remember you're having Aaliyah is. For all that we've talked about and made jokes and all that stuff, Aaliyah is a really a top five player in this country, top five player in the state. I believe Linnell's going to have a very big year, if only because she's not going to be blamed for every little thing, for the bus not running, for the bus running out of gas, for every turnover. Linnell's going to be able to play more freely this year. So I'm a fan of Linnell. Once again, Gopher's going to be there. They have the least amount of questions of the 4A teams right now, in my opinion. If someone wants if to, you're, tw- if you're going off of questions, then um, would you say that Benilde is, is a team with the least amount of questions in three A? Because I feel like that would also that, that I feel like the logic wouldn't necessarily track without Kendall McGee there. Yeah, but they know. But here, here's my thing with Benilde: they have less questions because they know she wasn't there. They won a state championship without her there, and you're adding you're adding someone like a Presley that relieves some of the questions. You have Kate Kapsner, you have Zahara Bishop. That's enough to answer some questions. Whereas Stewartville, you know, Benilde proved, hey, we can win here at state. Stewartville got to state for the first time last year. You kind of had almost that beginner's luck type situation where you're kind of catching a team like Becker off. Now, how do you perform when there's expectations? Expectations bring the whole nother type of question of can you handle those expectations? Can you live up to those expectations? You know, that type of situation. Deal of is another one that probably will be a contender in there. I just... Once again, I can't go against Olivia Olsen. I would it'd be going against who I am. I go with the best player usually in a game. And nine, 99 times out of 100, Olivia Olsen's going to be the best player in whatever game she's playing in. Well, why don't you ever pick Penn State to win games then? Because they have the best player on the court at all times. Kim Marisa. What? I'm, I'm sorry. I would pick her to win maybe like a Spoons game or like a Spades game. <laughs> maybe like a game. What about a Big Ten tournament game? She yeah, if she's beating up on freshmen. I'll I might I'll give her a fifty fifty shot if she can beat up on freshmen. They ain't freshmen anymore. Hey, but by your words, superstars. They are. This year they're gonna be superstars. Mar Braun, gold medalist. I don't see McKenna Maurice with a gold medal. Well, okay. Well we'll get I'll I'll get into this in a minute then. Um if, can I, can I, I wanna ask you 
Yeah, well, I want to just add, it's not even a question. I, I, I wish the Green Bay Packers ran the level of defense that Eric does for the 22s in Minnesota. <laughs> then they might actually be winning some freaking football games if they ran that kind of defense, because Eric is full stop. Any Anything slightly negative against that 22 class, he will run the most aggressive <laughs> defense humanly possible to make sure that their name stays, you know, non-slandered in any way, shape, or form. Ride or die. Both four, I ride or die. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, at the end of this, once we're done with our state picks or whatever, I want to hear from you. Now, I don't think we've gone over it yet. What you think the uh, Gophers are going to end up in the regular season? I already said 19 and 10. Oh, okay. Well, then good. We, okay. They're, Thank you, be because 10. I didn't want to really look into it all again. They're going to be ten. And, they're going to be ten and one in the non-conference. No, sorry, nine and two in the non-conference and ten and eight in the conference. I think. There you go. I say they lose. All right, Brady. UConn do you want? They lose to UConn and Drake. Brady, do you want to go um, with the concert, or do you want me to go with Iowa first? Whichever, whichever you, you're a little hard to decide. Wisconsin desires. three and twenty-five. Um, well, high school. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I can go with with Wisconsin to give you a little bit more time because I kind of threw you on the spot, and I'll probably grill you on. Oh no, I'm I'm good. I'm good already. Oh, I've got them. Oh, you're already good. You were you were, oh, you were yeah. figuring stuff out after as uh, Eric was doing the uh, was doing his um his yeah, uh, defense. About, yeah, I had about thirty five minutes. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, I didn't realize it took that long. No, um, no I was just joking. I it wasn't. It was like ten. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well. So uh, the small school ones, I am like the, like, especially D5, it's like so much of a toss up every year. Um, especially cause last year I was pretty confident that McDonald's Central was going to win, uh, D5 because, uh, they had a team that's gone does the state tournament like three years in a row and they had a D2 commit, had an NAIA commit, um, and probably going to have another D3 post kid that's going to probably be pretty good in the WIAC when she gets there, but they got moved up. So. I think it's a little bit suspect, um, but I'm going to go with Albany Monticello in, in D5. They just co-op this year, but Albany on their own made uh, the state tournament last year, and they got kind of thrown around by McDonald Central a little bit. Um, but they have a couple pretty good kids. Um, they had a conference player of the year and a, and a kid who's going to be probably a you know a really good D3 NAI kid on that team. And, you know, just merging is obviously just going to give them more bodies, which uh, – is uh you know at a premium, especially at small school basketball of kids who can you know play like really really good minutes. So I'll take them for now. Um, but then again, that one's also one that's subject to change. Like after I kind of figure stuff out. But if I had to put money on it now, I'd probably put it on them. Um, D four. Um, I've always been a fan of Laconia. Um, Laconia is a really really fun team to to watch in Wisconsin. They have a lot of kids who've played together for five six years at this point. Um, they won a state title last year and as freshmen. Uh, they had three starters of that in that 25 class who played in a state uh, state championship. And, you know, if they would have not gone two for 19 from three in that game, they'd probably just win uh, that state championship that year. Um, but alas, they didn't. And they came back and, and dominated it last year. And, you know, without um, Aquinas there this year, they'll have to go through a couple um, schools. Um, Racine Prairie is one with J.J. Barnes, who's uh, going to be probably a Big Ten kid at the end of the day. Um, along with some really, really good athletes around her, like Meg Decker, who's probably going to be a soccer kid, um, uh, Ava Collier-White, um, and then Reese Harmio as well. And even Amaya Gallico, I think, is, might be a scholarship kid as well. Um, so there's going to be a lot of talent in D4 among those two teams in particular, and I would expect that they would be the ones that come out on top. Um, D3, um, another one that's like very much of a uh, of a toss-up outside of like the the favorite in my eyes, which is Wapan. 
Um, they're going to have three division one kids rolled out in there. Um, you know, if we have anyone listening in Iowa, just imagine like any, um, three, a team in Iowa, just rolling out three division one kids. It's not something that's super common at a school that size. Um, they went to state last year, had a couple of things just kind of go a little haywire. Um, they lost to MAS, but you know, state champion a few years ago with Abby Alzma, who's at, um, Illinois state now, but they still have Kale Peterson, Gracie Copeland, Lydia Alzma. Um, and they're all upperclassmen now. So I would expect them to kind of get over whatever mental hurdles that they had last year, kind of whatever issues that they had, um, leading up to the state tournament and, you know, kind of just run away with that one. Um, D2, um, is probably the most confident one I'm going to have. And that's going to be Notre Dame. Talk about them at length in on this podcast before. Um, we all saw them when they went out to play at Summer Jam. Um, they were in like third division out there, ran through all those AAU teams out there. Helps that you have, you know, in my opinion and two kids who could play power five basketball um plus a couple other kids who are just other scholarship kids in general um and they'll play Pewaukee probably in the state championship again but you know I I can't bet against a team who's won three state titles in a row with pretty much the same core the entire time um and then D1 um I'm gonna go with Nina um they have Ali Isabel um she's proven that she's able to basically will her team to wins on a uh, pretty regular basis against teams that maybe they shouldn't be beating like Hortonville a few years ago when they uh rolled out probably like seven or eight kids will play scholarship sports at the next level um Allie ended up putting up 30 on them and knocking them out of the state tournament and you know they may not be the the most popular pick going into this year because Hortonville is going to be really really good again Arrowhead's going to be your older and uh, they have a bunch of really, really good kids as well over there. Um, even Kimberly, they're going to be super young, but they have a ton of talent there. But it's really hard for me to bet against Ali Zabel, um in her senior year with some of the shooting that she has in her backcourt. And Rowan, with Rowan Klesman and Ellie Buss, even with uh, the size coming back um, in the front court, and Amaya Jones is going to be really, really big for them. But I feel like I'm, I was on an island last year saying Hortonville was coming out of that sectional. I feel like I'm on an island saying Nino's coming out of it this year. And I was right last year, so... Uh, We'll see who comes out of that bloodbath this year, but I would assume that whoever comes out of that, I would still probably put money on to, to win the state tournament, assuming, you know, they're all healthy. But those are those are the five picks that I got, uh, you know, two weeks out from the start of the season now. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, for me, uh, Iowa starts in three weeks. Um, I am, as some know, some don't, I'm no longer in Iowa, obviously. I moved back to Indiana. Uh, I still haven't put anything out publicly. So if you've made it this long into the podcast and are still listening two hours in or an hour in, however long we've been going, <laughs> uh, you'll know again. But for me, I, have a, I think it's a really easy pick. Uh, obviously, Pleasant Valley won it last year beating Johnston, uh, but I just don't see anyone beating Johnston this year. Uh, in the regular season or in the postseason, you know, they've easily got the best collection of talent, um, you know, with, with Jenica Lewis and Aaliyah Riley. And then you've got Imani Jenkins, um, Eile Tanky. Um, you know, there's a couple freshmen that are going to be really good. Um, but like, there's just no one, you know, just even with those four, there's, there's no one in the state that's going to be on their level talent wise. Um, I think Valley could give them a little bit of trouble potentially with uh, Alicia Yeager and Kendall McDaniel now uh, to, you know, it's definitely the, the best uh, post duo in the state. Um, and then obviously Dowling just plays very, very well together, no matter who is on the team. Um, and then they've got one, one 
uh, stud as well this year uh, in Ava Zedeker, who's coming to Creighton. Um, but for 5A, it's, it's pretty easy for me to pick Johnston and, and be pretty confident in that. Um, and 4A, so Brady and I were talking about this the other day, actually. Um, every every team that I started thinking about, I was I was started to, um, you know, kind of go down who they lost. And at the end of that, I was just like, well, no one's really at full strength compared to last year because everyone lost, you know, key players. Um, you know, DCG lost him a minor who's now at St. Thomas. North Polk lost Michaela Boatman, who's now at uh, Colorado Christian. Bishop Heelan lost Lauren Peck and Kinley Meese, who uh, I don't believe went on to play any any sports, uh, or at least basketball in college. Uh, but they were, you know, their two best players. Um, you know, Ballard had another as usual, really good group of seniors, um, you know, who moved on. Um, and so, you know, when I was, when I was kind of looking at those four teams, uh, I, I think still though, North Polk is, is the team I'm going to go with in 4A. Um, you know, they have, they've got some really good young kids coming in. Um, and also, you know, a couple really solid pieces, um, you know, remaining from last year's team that are going to be seniors this year. Uh, so I think North Polk in 4A. And then 3A, as everyone knows, is kind of a a cluster of of teams. Um, you never really know what you're going to get in 4A or 3A. Uh, Estherville and Central, you know, was 24-0 heading into the state finals. They end up losing their first game uh, because it was the toughest team they'd played so far. Uh, Sioux Center kind of made a, a really good run. Um, but they were all seniors last year. Um, Benton, again, really good run. Uh, Jenna Tweet was was kind of the one that made that motor run for the entire year. Uh, West Lion was, again, pretty good, uh, but weren't as good as usual. Uh, Unity Christian, who was my original state pick for 3A, fell just short, and I lost to Sioux Center and regional championship game. Uh, but I, this year, am going to go with Solon. Uh, I think Cali Levin. Uh, you know, kind of pushes her team across the finish line this year. They've got a lot of uh, returning kids. They only had one senior in their top seven kids. So I think just the experience that they have coming back is going to push them over the top. Um, and then 2A, um, it's Dyke New Hartford. Not like, I, I don't really have to explain that one at all. Um, you know, they've won, I believe, three in a row now. Um, and Peyton Peterson's now a senior. Uh, it's one of the best players in the state, regardless. Uh, Central Lion lost talent. Sibley Cheatham lost talent. And that's like the two teams that would have given them any trouble whatsoever. And none of them gave them trouble whatsoever at all. Um, and then in 1A, obviously Bishop Garrigan had been to the state finals four years in a row. Um, Audie Crooks and Molly Joyce are both gone, so we will expect them to take a pretty significant step back uh, in terms of the overall talent on the team. Um, you know, I think they'll still be pretty good, uh, but they're not going to go 26 and one this year. Um, Newell Fonda lost both of the Walker sisters, um, but they do return a couple of pretty solid kids. Um, and, and those two teams have, have basically won the title you know, going back to eight, the past like seven or eight years, like it's either been 
Bishop Garrigan and Newell Fonda. Newell Fonda at one point had like a hundred plus game winning streak. Um and won like four in a row. Uh however, it's not gonna be one of those two teams I picked this year. I'm gonna go with Northland. Um, you know, they've dropped down to one A from two A uh two years ago. And they have a couple really solid guards in the Bogey Sisters and uh Cameron Kurt. They do lose Elise Ware and Ellie Flanagan. So they do lose their size, but I just think overall their talent is gonna win out. So that's my five picks. Those are going to be set in stone. Um, and I bet I get like two right. <laughs> Basically. You're not going to wager $50 on those five picks? I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> How about a Chipotle yeah. burrito next time you're here? Not at that Chipotle. No, not the not one that throws rice at us. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and then since since I'm in Indiana, I, I won't bore us all with everything, but I will. I'll give my Indiana State picks as well. Um, don't spoil us. Just Jason. just just so I can get these out of the way here. Now, four um, A is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with probably Hamilton Southeastern. Uh, I've talked about Kayla Stidham before. Um, you know Kennedy Holman, like they they just got a really solid group, um, but in four A it's it's really a collection of like five or six teams that could win it, um, or even more really. Um, in three A again, three A in every single state seems like it's just like oh what is going to happen, class, um, and uh, I'm gonna go with Twin Lakes in three A. I think they're the best team, but again. Who knows? They they returned two of their top scorers, but then lost a bunch of other kids. Um, so I'm going to go with Twin Lakes in three A. Um, in two A, I'm probably going to end up going with Lafayette Central Catholic, um, just because I think that they've got a really good, you know, really solid team this year. Uh, but again, that's two A is a class where I think there's probably 15 different teams that could win it. Um. But I think Lafayette Central Catholic is the most battle-tested. Uh, and then in 1A, I'm probably going to go with Lanesville to repeat. Uh, they won it pretty easily last year. Um, and, and their team looks pretty solid in the preseason. So I'm going to go with them. But these are all said with pretty much like a 0% confidence. <laughs> Come on, you got to put 50 bucks on both these, man. No, I think there's there's a better chance of me getting zero of those Indiana picks right than there is of me getting one of them right. Honestly, is Indiana? And I also, it, um, for the most part, yeah. There's just so much better, deeper basketball here uh, that like the top ten teams in each class are always like separated by like five points. It's literally like okay, if a team misses four shots, then. You know, they're, they're going to compete in the first round of the state tournament. Mm. Four shots that they normally wouldn't miss, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you look at a 4A from last year, um, there were there were nine teams within three points within the rating system that Indiana uses. Mm. And the number six team won it. So. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't happen in up, up, up north, I'd say, compared to you that much. Agreed. I would agree. But, 
But that's that's the only stuff I, I wish I could give uh, an insight on, like, some of those other Midwest states, like, uh, you know, like Illinois. Um, I might I might come back with some next week with some insight because I'm a nerd who likes to watch basketball for way too long. Um, so I might be able to throw throw some four state state champion picks uh, next week, maybe even some South Dakota, which I watched a lot of their state tournament last year. Um, shout out that Wagner um, and Hamlin game. That game was really fun. Um but is there anything else that that you fellas uh, want to touch on before we before we uh, clock out for the day? I'm good. You don't have I'm anything. I always well. have something to say. Go go first. <laughs> it's that time of year, isn't it? Are you yeah. uh? Are are you going to be the loudest? Per- are you going to be the loudest person in there? When- well, well, well. Apparently, Eric reached his max limit on his uh on his uh, computer to be able to save. So, and we were just about done and I was just going to give him a hard time and give us a sign off. So I'm not even going to bother. I'll, I'll let whoever wants to, you know, take that issue up with Eric, you know, maybe we drop his address on there. Maybe you can go out there and pitch forks and maybe throw some, throw some stuff at him when he leaves his house or something, who knows, but all right. Well, uh, that, that's all we have for the day. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, you want to try that one again, Eric? <laughs> hey, Kevin Love. <laughs>